interesting. But I was like, I kind of just want to play that. Because <laughs> I, I, I was wanting to do it over Chinese New Year. Like, I was I was doing things like five or six days uh, of, of the of the week. And I got, I was like really hung over twice. So the only time I was like home, it was just when I was like absolutely fucking hanging. Uh, yeah. Well, and if you're absolutely hanging, guys, well, welcome to the Naked Men podcast. <laughs> it feels like a hangover in your ears. That's the slogan it we're going for. I should ask sale pitch. My name is always and every week, forever, until I change it by deed poll to 42069 guy is Nathan. Wow. And jealous of your name. Yeah, and jealous with for my name is Ben. Can I be the Colonel? Can I be the Colonel Meister sixty nine? Do you have well, I'm sure Taiwan has like a deed poll equivalent. You could probably change your name. You could change your name to anything. Yeah. Princess Swain the Banana Hammock. Yeah. Or I could yeah. just become Patrick Swayze the second. Do it. I don't I don't see why you wouldn't. Maybe I will one day. Maybe I'll be brave. Uh, how are you? It's been a while again. Last the last yeah. episode was literally us promising that we'd go back to being weekly, and now it's like uh, two weeks later. Why didn't we go weekly? Thing is that there's never really that much reason. Were you in Chinese New Year? Yeah. Uh, I was doing doing stuff. Schedules. Schedules difficult, man. Schedules. Yeah, yeah. We're adults now. We have shit going on. Yeah, we've got things to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. There's a lot, load of nerdy news since we've uh, last talked about these. We can talk about there's the Mortal Kombat trailer, there's a Justice League trailer, a couple of episodes of One Division have aired. I want to say, um, yeah, I've mean, got some new Assassin's Creed shit going on. Uh, so what would you like to start with? I think because I've just watched it, so it's fresh in my mind. We should begin with One Division. Disney Plus is One Division. Yeah, I mean, for so far the show has been like nothing but fantastic. Like, there's no, it's such a good debut Marvel show, and it's so weird, which is exactly what we should have done because it. Uh, well, the Falcon and Winter Soldier looks good. It starts like March 18th. We're gonna watch the hell out of it, but I think it's gonna feel quite similar to like maybe the Captain America film. It's going to feel quite similar to, to what's come before, so, which is what quite good about WandaVision, which is it just it's so weird and strange and unlike anything we've ever seen of the Marvel Universe. So they did like a very good job of, um, yeah, just like refreshing our palette, essentially. Uh, so, yeah, like what, what, what happened in, in this episode? Well, I think last, last week's episode was the Halloween one. I don't think mm. we, we spoke about that. So Wanda and everyone, they were going trick-or-treating. Pietro was there. Evan Peters is Pietro. Yeah. Quicksilver was there. There was a lot of, like, Easter eggs when it came to the costumes they were wearing. Like, all of yeah. them were dressed up as, like, their original comic book versions mm. of themselves. Uh, the the twins got powers, which links into the comics. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of, like, references, like, when Wanda mentions Kick-Ass, and that's, like, Pietro. Yeah. Uh, not Pietro, uh-uh. so Evan Evan Peters well, and the other guy who played Quicksilver were both yeah. kick us. That, that surprised me because I was like, oh, that's, that's such a deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, a real deep cut. <laughs> it's like uh, probably the deepest cut I've ever seen of any, of any like, Easter egg. Exactly. And, there were, and then there were some, some great moments uh, towards the end when Evan Peters uh, mentions, 
like says, oh, don't worry, they can't k- kill your dead husband twice. Yeah. <laughs> and she just fucking rages on him. <laughs> um, yeah, which is weird, because, like, I guess one of the strangest things is his character. Like, I was kind of upset, because actually, last episode was the episode six, the Halloween one. It's probably my favourite episode so far of the show. Um because uh, I really like the inclusion of MP because he just like adds like a different level of mystery. Like, where did this guy come from? What what kind of because the show is so weird and like some because most people come from the out are in the real world and now they've been Westviewed right they've they've been wanderized where now they're they're in the they're sort of playing a sitcom role that they semi they somewhat sometimes know that they've been they're being controlled and sometimes they don't. And like MP, oh, like Quicksilver was like such a different, ver- different character because he's not. He's like, he, it was it was a surprise to wonder that he showed up. Like I don't, I'm be very. I think he's going to be very important to the actual end of the show. Like what what he represents, who did he come from? That sort of thing. Yeah, and if you if you've not watched this week's one, we are going to get into spoiler territory uh, because mm-hmm. we now kind of know where he's come from. Uh, yeah. So if you've not watched it pause the podcast now and come back afterwards if you don't want it ruined for you but yeah so we now know that agnes is agatha agatha what was her name agatha yeah, Hark- Hark- harkness Hark- oh yeah, one, yeah, one of those i've just Aver- watched agatha it harkness. Yeah. so bad at with names uh <laughs> yeah so she's which is a character from the comics and she's basically like a witch, and she's linked in with Marvel's version of the devil, whose name is yes, Mephisto, or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah. Who there's um, some there's some theories going around that he is he was the fly on the curtain that she stared at, oh, that he, like oh, yeah. watching in the fly on the yeah. wall kind of thing. Mm. And but that's where Pietro came from. Was yeah. her? She just watched X Men. <laughs> She was like, let's let's bring this boy in. But this week's episode was was great. Like Vision now knows what's going on in a very unclimactic way. Yeah. It's <laughs> he like, found uh, out by sitting in a funnel cake truck with Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the most meta conversation in the world. It was like, oh yeah, this ultra guy, you uh you you you're an AI first. Yeah. I liked it. I like Darcy's character in the show. Like it fits very well for the show. And I, I the what was the best thing about this episode to me was like the office sort of um, references where, first of all, the the intro, which was such an office ripoff in the best way. I fucking loved it as as a big fan of the American Office. Like it, it laid, they used very similar music, very similar shots, and they even had like um, in the end they said like created by WandaVision, created by Wanda Maximoff, which I really liked, and all the breaking the fourth wall, looking at the Looking, uh, looking at like a documentarian uh, car crew, and like seeing everyone's um, perspective on things. Yeah, we, I like like they're going so deep with, with like the, every every episode is like a new sort of sitcom sort of thing, which doesn't I guess it doesn't really make that much sense anymore. But fucking who cares? Like it, it just it's, it's like a joke, it's like a running gag. No, because I think the sitcom scenario that. Wanda has created is still going like with them yeah. sat in front of the camera like talking directly to the camera and everything because there was a bit where it turned out to be Agatha but uh the person spoke to Wanda when she was sat on the couch having a breakdown she's like wait you're not meant to talk like so she's yeah. still creating this 
delusion and it is obviously meant to be now like the mid 2000s or yeah, late, sure. mid to late 2000s whenever the american office came out and mm. whenever steve carell was born <laughs> pretty and, much uh, yeah. <laughs> so oh god why didn't they have him show up just for like a cameo in the background i mean it could still happen maybe they've got the that would have been the, so the, fucking the great yeah. steve carell was just a postman <laughs> uh, other cool stuff's happened from this episode. They tried to like space truck their way through the wall, but it got turned yeah. into like a, a like American pickup truck. Mm. And then, okay. then Rambo just fucking raged through, just interstellared her way through this thing. Yeah, and then her eyes changed colours, and now she can see in like ultralight vibrancies or something. She can. She's kind <laughs> of. Really, that was really funny because I was watching it literally before we started recording. I was watching it. Yeah, and like. Jasmine, my girlfriend, was like, oh, she's got superpowers now. And I was like, well, she can see radio waves. Like, that's not yeah. much of a power. But it turned out that she Yeah, does. she's sort of getting superpowers, which I don't mind them going... But it's very, it's very, very different from now. Because if you don't know, she plays a character called um, so, Sonic or... Not Sonic. Um, Sonic Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, a character sometimes sometimes once she was actually Captain Marvel at one point as well like after after the yeah. breed off I guess it and does I don't because your instant instinct is like oh it's a bit weird that she's got powers but then you figure that like Scarlet Witch only has powers she was born of the of Ultron of the Mind Stone wasn't she yeah so I guess there is precedent for it in Marvel because Captain Marvel only got her powers because of the Tesseract yeah, true. Uh, true. I, guess, she, I guess the question is, is she going to have, what are the limits to these powers and is she going to have them when the hex is gone? Or does she only have them in the hex? True. I, I think she will. I think she's like a character that I think she will maybe get powers. Uh, basically in the comics, her powers are like exactly the same as Captain Marvel's. She gets it in like a really similar way that Captain Marvel gets her powers, which was quite, in the movie, that's like kind of exactly the way she gets it in the um similar way like um but now she's going through these transporting into through the hex essentially i guess she's having like hex waves going into her blood and now she can kind of resist one well, though who's they kept talking about how well they didn't keep talking about it, but a couple of episodes darcy kept talking about how like oh at a molecular level you've already changed like twice because this, yeah. this is the third time she'd gone into the yeah. hex so she's been to... through that barrier like several times now. So maybe it's like you know when you know when people used to like Game Shark their Game Boy games. Yeah, yeah. And so they could hack them and get all the powers. Maybe that's what she's done. She's like plugged in a, a Game Shark from 1998. That's so that she can have unlimited master balls. Yeah. Why not? She's oh yeah, Monica. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to be. Um. So yeah, Monica has got powers now. Also, I like the how creepy ass the 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 because in the end you find out about Agatha, and like her her basement is so fucking creepy. And actually, one one thing I, I, after I watched the episode, I watched like a because um, I'm nerdy as fuck. I watched like a Easter egg sort of video on like YouTube. Apparently, you no, know, there, there's a grimoire like a book um, in, in her basement, right? Apparently, that there's a special name for that book. I can't remember what it's called. I think it was called like soul something but apparently that is how vampires exist in the marvel universe <gasps> like, yeah. yeah 
And apparently, that in, in this is a very specific book in Marvel Universe, and it's uh, because she owns it, like, and it's Agatha's character. And yeah, apparently, like, as Agatha character lived for years, and like, she cast an enchantment which basically unleashed vampires into the the world. So this might be God. a way to link the blade. And yes. <laughs> I mean, Next totally week, ruined. blade kills Agatha. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't hate it. Like a that would be so play. fucking great. Play. Yeah. If, ever, if they're all trying to get through the hex with their fucking, like, space truck, which, why did they use a space truck? I don't know. It's like, they're not it's in really, space. They didn't really give much of an explanation for it. They were just like, oh, this has all the specifications. Yeah, they were want. like, oh, it's well armoured. You're like, how the fuck is that going to help? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what special specifications you're even running from. She's like, oh, it's, yeah, it's got a bit yeah. of padding it'll be fine it'll be um, fine no they 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 try another space truck and then it fails all seems lost woo is like we're screwed and then you just hear the rev of a harley davidson and <laughs> off a ramp that just somehow appeared blade just goes straight through yeah. into the hex jumps and he uses his guitar and i just like break through he's playing blade blade i can never say his name properly. Uh, Mahersha Ali. Yeah, Mahersha Ali. yeah and Ah oh, man, that'd be great. Uh, I think my theory, if we get back to like predictions, as each episode goes past, I think my theory that Doctor Strange is going to get involved is getting less and less likely. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to appear in the show, but I know we know that Wanda is going to appear in his movie, um, and like a bunch of other people. So maybe it's like someone, some effect, whatever happens at the end of the show, is going to probably play into the plot. Like some crazy, maybe at the end of the show, it's Mephisto is revealed, right? And maybe he's the bad guy in Doctor Strange. And like the, the knowledge that Wanda has helps Doctor Strange defeat him or something. So we're, gonna, we're definitely going to get some team-up action between Wanda and Doctor Strange. Or a theory I'd, I'd actually really like is if Wanda just becomes like full full villain. And she's just like, she has, she has like a complete breakdown at the end of WandaVision. She does something even men- more crazy where she affects like all the world. Yeah. And like it's part of it's Doctor Strange to come. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe she opens the world to, to like the uh, multiverse. The multiverse, the multiverse yeah. That would be she's, she's not going to be over vision at the end of the show because that would be too no. like cliche if she's just like, if, there, if like the last scene was just like vision be like, you got to let me go. And then she was like, yeah, yeah. done with it. So I think she will have a full on breakdown. And yeah. probably, like you just said, try and go into the multiverse because it's like, oh, well, this vision's dead. I'm going to go get this other vision. Sure, yeah. And yeah, then uh, I'm going to go get all the visions and then we can all screw. She's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just got Paul Bettany's all over the place. And then <laughs> Doctor Strange, maybe that's when he'll. Because, you know, they... surely they know this is all happening. I know it's like, it's just like. It would really break storytelling if you go by the thing of like, oh, this giant thing's happening. Why haven't the Avengers turned up? It's like, yeah, because well, that's that's be every movie would be a fucking Avengers movie. So, it would uh, be, and also to to defend that point, I don't think many people know about Westview. I think it's literally just Sword that know about it, and I, I like, I guess massive. So surely it's on the news at this point. Maybe then, again, that would that would break storytelling. They're trying to tell the story. Yeah. Like you can't just you can't just do that, right? But yeah, but like at some point, if you're affecting, like she, if she she's starts affecting, affecting like, time and space, I, that is going to alert someone like Doctor Strange yeah, yeah. who knows about the multiverses. 
who's yeah, I wonder what Dr. Strange's doing. He's a light, yeah, he's a lightweight. Um, chilling. Just chilling. Chilling with Benedict, Benedict Wong, listening to Lady Gaga. How like a uh, weird is it that like the the name Benedict hardly ever comes up in life? But you've got two people in the same movie from very different places in the world, both called Benedict. That is quite weird. I, I like it. I actually, I always think of Benedict Cumberbatch as uh, like the Benedict. But I, I, that's the first time I realised that the, the guy plays, uh, is it Wu? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's called Benedict as well. Yeah, that must be weird as shit. Oh, Benedict Wu is great. Yeah. Oh, Benedict Wang, so. Benedict Wang. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. I, I probably prefer him out of the Benedict. But uh, yeah, so. Yeah, it yeah, goes Benedict Cumberbatch for me, then Benedict Wang, and then X Benedict. <laughs> I think it goes X Benedict for me. Oh, really? Benedict. Oh. Yeah, I, I, do enjoy, I do enjoy a bit of the X Benedict. Haven't had him in years. Can't even remember what exactly it is. But I'm, I, I prefer X to any actor. And then Benedict Cumberbatch, who, not going to lie, Get a bit of a dickhead vibe from him. Don't know why. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. he always seems so funny. Like, when you watch those videos from uh, from the Avengers movies when they had to send Tom Holland with someone because he was oh, yeah. not revealing yeah, shit. So Benedict Cumberbatch was like his babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the thing where on the set of Spider-Man 3, Tom Holland doesn't know what's going on because they redact his scripts? Yeah. Because he's so shit at keeping <laughs> secrets. <laughs> I like that, yeah. I, I'd really be the same funny. way. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I would... No, I'd be the same way. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, we gave our prediction. I think, yeah, I think I think it's definitely Mephisto in the end. Is, you know, there's, there's someone that Agatha works for, right? There's some, some extra power. I, I kind of hope it's not Mephisto because everyone's, like, linked to that. Maybe it's like nightmare. There's there's like three or four villains who seem very similar to me, who are almost like kind of devil or theory. Yeah, sort of I think when you start bringing in like the gods and devils, which is going to link in very nicely in a second to Justice League, that mm. uh, it I don't I don't know. I guess it depends what they do with it because the good thing is with Marvel and things like that. There's not a lot of like re- religious symbolism. And I know I'm going a bit left field on this, but when you yeah. start bringing in like, oh, it's Marvel's Devil, you're kind of like, oh, like, it yeah. feels a little, a little there bit is, lazy. Yeah, there is that, uh, but it's very, very, it's rarer we get that. It's very, it's, there is like a, there's not necessarily a Marvel God in, in, the, in, in the just normal comic book universe. There isn't that. But actually, there is someone they call like that the ageless one or something or or no, it's like the man uh the man who knows all or something like that or the one the one above all that's it the one above all who is just like normally seen as depicted as like a really normal person but he like is low-key god and there is like there's eternity and like midnight where are these characters which represent like time barrier and whatever there, there, there is kooky ass shit yeah it goes a little bit too yeah. too far yeah after, for me for me that's it goes, I like, I kind of like that very, very rarely. And I know. I mean, we, we, know, we know we're getting from the after credit scene of, I think, Guardians 2. We, we know we're getting Adam Warlock at some point. Yes. So, yeah, he's, and he's kind of quite like, 
godly because in the comics he's the one that stops Thanos. Yeah, yeah. And then he has the But then in the York. comics Thanos is doing it all for death and yeah. that didn't happen. So bummer. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah we know we're getting Adam Warlock and he gets quite godly. He does. And we're getting Eternals, which also are like really they're like eternal beings. They're very they're almost godlike in a way. They're very and they're very, very, very strong beings who have been around for like, like a long, long time. And I think they've they've been around as long as like what those really big guys we saw in Guardians called? Uh, really big like, the, the creators of the universe. They Oh, well, the people. Uh, oh, uh, what? Kurt Russell? No, um, you know, no. In Guardians One, there's like a head of a in nowhere. There's like a head of one of them. I can't remember what they're called, but they're, they're, they're fucking huge beings who like. And in Guardians One, we see. Oh, the the yeah, the giant head thing that's dead that they yeah, yeah, yeah. and they I like mine its spinal fluid or something. Yeah, that's the one. But like those I things. What they're called. The, the Eternals are like as old and powerful as those things. So well, we are going. To, you remember in Guardians Two when Rocket and Yondu were doing their jumps, and you see Stanley talking to those aliens. Oh, the Watchers. They're something as well, aren't they? Watchers, yeah, yeah. They, they're not like necessarily powerful. They're just very. They can see everything. They just they chill. Can, yeah, they're, they're pretty chill. They just they literally just like record history. And just watch it, and once in a while they do, they do change it. Uh, there's a, there's one watcher which is actually like a character, and the rest are kind of like dickheads who just watch things go by. Um, so there there is like this kooky shit in the Marvel universe, and we are going in that direction, kind of with, with a lot of stuff like with the Eternals. I, think I just hope like, like to bring this kind of this part of the podcast kind of start to wind it down and move on to Justice League. I think yeah. like. I just hope they kind of scale down their powers a little bit because everyone in the MCU mm. is kind of downgraded a little bit so that you can have the fights. Like, you can have oh, sure. Captain America fight Thanos and it doesn't yeah. seem ridiculous in the way that they set up the MCU. So, That's true. Because when you've got, like, people like Spider-Man and, and not Captain America anymore, but let's say the Winter Soldier and Falcon who are yeah. kind of just punchy people. Like, <laughs> I would like to see them fight like an Eternal, but I know if they ever did that in like a comic book, in the oh, comic yeah, book but... version, they would just get vaporized. But as long as they scale down the powers, that's what they've done with Hulk as well, because Hulk oh, yeah, can sure. like pass stories in the comics. He, he could like rip apart. The angrier the world. he gets, the more powerful yeah. he gets, and he could literally punch through the earth. And I think he did at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, sure. It doesn't seem unrealistic for Hulk in the MCU to fight Iron Man as we saw in Age of Ultron like it True. can be done yeah, yeah. as long yeah, as they I scale think, down yeah. the powers a bit yeah or just make him yeah scale make him more human which I'm sure they will they'll they'll find interesting ways to do things like, like they have with WandaVision they'll find interesting like story points like yeah the, the, so far I think the MCU with under like Kevin Kevin Feige has has proved they're not going to do exactly just comic book stuff. They're just gonna make like genre things. They're gonna do their own little spin and everything. And I, yeah, I, I have high hopes for what they're gonna be because I, honestly, I don't. I I definitely prefer more human level heroes. Like Mark Spider Man is my favorite character, but also like I just I, I like and I do like all the sci fi cosmic shit. But it's less interesting to me to me when it's just like 
oh, these huge fucking eternity beasts are fighting each other. I just like the human problems, right? So, and I think the MCU are going to focus on that. They're going to focus on the characters rather than the, oh, we can make it really, really fucking flashy. And we're going to have these gods fighting fucking Batman. Speaking of, Justice League. That kind of Justice League. Yeah. With the MCU, they they do always find a way to make the characters relatable. But yeah, speaking of completely unrelatable, uh, you were right. Let's let's move on to to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm, Which is going to be four hours long. Yep. Three and a half of that is going to be slow motion. (laughs) <laughs> the other uh, half an hour will be in black and white are you excited for this at all yeah i get more excited for it and then i get reminded that it's gonna be four hours long and i yeah. don't think any movie needs to be longer than two and a half hours yeah you're probably right personally probably right. i think if you can't when you talk about movies you're telling you generally you're telling quite a linear story or at least a story you can compress into a couple of hours yeah when you get into four hours and the easter eggs do sound cool but we also kind of know they're not going anywhere because this is oh, like, yeah, true. this is the rogue justice league like it is uh, yeah just League no one needs to care about which it does look like there's some bits that have been done better because justice league is fine but yeah. like the actual mo- the movie that got released. Yeah. yeah. But it obviously had a lot trimmed off it and a lot taken out of it. And the story mm. is very, there's a bad guy. We need to team up. We can't defeat yeah. him. We need Superman. Oh, he's angry. That and now he's not angry. Let's <laughs> go punch Steppenwolf. And for some reason, there's a Russian family in a house. That is true. <laughs> I forgot about the Russian family. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get any more Russian family. That was the most actually, Joss Whedon thing in the entire It was, yeah. World. It's actually, in Age of Ultron, they do exactly the same thing, I'm pretty sure. Don't they have, like, a Scovian family? Which is, like, um, like they put some focus on in, in oh, Age God, of Ultron. I only watched it, like, I watched Age of Ultron. We've been slowly watching the MCU movies. Yeah. Uh, like, thanks to Disney+. Plus. Not Spider-Man, mm-hmm. though. Because it's not on there. But... Oh, what the fuck? Oh, because Sony. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we, we will watch Spider Man. Mm. Just not legally. Not for Disney. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, God, I don't even remember. But yeah, probably. It feels like something they would do. Yeah. Anytime they can get an Eastern European family in distress, <laughs> they're going to do <laughs> it. Need that market, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there's going to be lots of random Easter eggs. Like, I think. I'm gonna watch it. I might skip. I don't because I've I've actually watched Justice League twice. I don't know why I watched it twice, but um, I might just skip the scenes which I've already seen and like watch. Oh, what's the new? What's the new shit? What's what's the random? Because all it is is just like everything that was on the cutting room floor just shoved in the movie, right? And it, maybe they've reshot some stuff to make it look a bit better, make it really like they've done redone some of the graphics and whatever, and. Honestly, my favourite bit in Justice League was the bit where they went back in time and they had, like, a, the original time Steppenwolf invaded and we saw, like, a Green Lantern. That was, like, my favourite. The only bit I really liked about Justice League. I was like, oh, that's a cool guy with a Green Lantern. Okay. I don't remember that. I didn't know they went back in time. Yeah. And, um, and we might get some more of that stuff. I think we're going to get more character stuff for the Flash, it looks like, a lot more 
Because he, he's like the character in which like he's not that great in the movie. He's not that important. You get more cyborg stuff. Like every character is going to have more little scenes which tells their background. We're going to get Dark Side, which I'll be curious to see how much he's in. Like I literally think he's going to be in the film. Like every every minutes. villain is in there because then you have the DC. We talked about gods earlier, but we have got the gods and gods. Oh yeah, we've got the yeah, old gods. Well, I mean, the one positive like, thing they've done so far is. Steppenwolf actually looks like a villain instead of like a dude in a Comic Con costume. Which yeah, is he looked good. a lot better in this one for sure. But he, so he, but he should because they've had like two years to reanimate him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he should. Um, and he looks weird as shit. Do you, do you see? Because you see, there's a scene where he's out of his, his like costume, and he just has that head. He just has like a, like a fucking antlers. Yeah. Is that all right? I mean, I mean, there's, there's some Joker as well in there, like apparently uh, the Joker. There's one bit where Zack Snyder was like, "Oh, Joker's gonna be free outfits," and you're like, "Fucking hell, you are clutching at straws to market this." <laughs> Jesus, there's a costume change, really, Zack? Holy shit! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited to see that because that 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 is probably the thing I'm most excited about, just how Joker is gonna be. And I'm glad if he's gonna be in it for three scenes. I think they're all gonna be the nightmare scenes. I think we're going to get, like, maximum two minutes of Joker. And it's going to be, like, random flashes in this nightmare dream that Batman has. Yeah. Where uh, we see him in, like, the SWAT uniform, right, in the trailer. There's going to be that. And then Batman's going to look in another direction. And he's in his, like, some, like, fucking robe. He's going to look in another direction and, like, say, like, some weird lines to him. And he's going to walk in another direction. And, and, like, we see him in his, like, clown Prince of Crime costume. And he's gonna have some more like vague words about like oh it's all chaos or oh, ha ha ha, and then that's gonna be all a joker in it. Like and yeah, then the one who is think... like we all live in a society. You're like mm, cool guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's and I think that's gonna be a lot of the 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 extras, right? It's gonna there's gonna be like a minute of dark side, literally like a minute. I think we're gonna get like maybe two other shots where he's where he's like drawn and like some piece of art or something or we see him in an old cave painting that shit like that but it's gonna just be random fan service shit for like what two extra hours from uh, added yeah. to the movie it's just gonna be so yeah to, it's a long way to answer your question but i am kind of excited because i know it's just gonna be a one-off thing i would be yeah. less excited about it if I knew this was Zack setting up his DC universe, because it's also as cool as the Easter eggs are, this is also going to be the bleakest superhero movie of all time because Zack Snyder's making it. Like, True. I'm going to be very sad at the end of it, probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah nothing gonna happy is going to happen. Bad. The entire world is going to be on fire at the end of this movie. Yeah. There's going to be not... too much going on, but it's going to be cool to see these characters on the screen. Yeah. There's definitely going to be some really cool visual shots, for sure. They're like a shit ton of slow-mo, but there's not going to be like a joke at all in it. Like, I'm pretty sure Joss Whedon added every bit of humour that was in Justice League. There's going to be one bit where the Flash is going to say something like modern to Batman, and old man Ben Affleck, Batman's going to be like, what? Oh, get that reference. <laughs> And then everyone, then he's gonna be like, "Don't worry, guy, just drive." Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be yeah, the only exactly joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's More not like... gonna be a joke, but it's going to be his attempt at a joke. Sure. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of Zack Snyder jokes in his films, and there's like really not any. The joke is usually he's added uh, a layer of abs that seems not possible to one of his Spartans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I hope there's Spartan in it. There's always like the chubby Spartans in 300, like the more chubby ones, but they still with like a 12 pack. Yeah. I feel like that's his. (laughs) Added muscles to their man boobs. Yeah, he's there in the edit bay, and he's like, give this guy abs, everyone's going to fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So, yeah. Justice League, it's coming out March 12th, what did I say? Something like that. It's going to yeah. be too long. I'm going to need to watch it in, like, two sittings, I think. Yeah, Just do yeah, two Break, yeah, and then come back a like, couple of days later to finish. But yeah. So I am we'll glad. About it. As I say, I'm glad that Zach's not in charge of the DC universe because I feel like it's probably quite a horrible thing to say but I feel like there's a time when directors generally seem to lose their spark sure and I feel like Zack Snyder's been in decline for a while now yeah he was like I, I think his prime was like 300 Watchmen time because I, I actually really enjoy 300 as film is yeah, it's pretty. It's really. It's not that deep, really. It's not, but it's just cool. It's just like a really cool film, and that's kind of what you want for Spartans. Like, he, if he gets projects right, I think he can work well. Watchmen. I like the Watchmen film. I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people think a lot of the um, the themes, the meaning, the the, the pathos behind it, the the the, uh, the symbology and that sort of shit is taken away. Yeah, a little bit. It, it the, is a little bit. The trouble with Watchmen is, I think, and I think this generally, this is for most movies, is that when you're making quite a bleak black and white movie, as Watchmen is, mm. it works as a graphic novel because you can still kind of, you still have those colours and everything in there and things like that, and that's what you want to to read. But whenever Zack Snyder makes like one of his ponderous, sad movies, it just doesn't work on screen because mm. they're always too long. Yeah. I think that's the problem with Watchmen is it seems like a great movie and it's it's quite loyal to who the characters are. But it's also like three hours long. Yeah. And yeah. It's, just, it's a bit too much time to be watching people I be sad. Yeah, it's true. It's like not ever. The happiest moment in like Watchmen is when um, Night the, Owl and Silk the guy Spectre dies fight. at the start. Probably yeah. Kind <laughs> <laughs> um, of it. Yeah, and like every literally everything else is so bleak. Like it, yeah. It's, just, it's I get. Uh, and to be fair, the graphic novel is pretty bleak as well. It's very Alan Moore doesn't write happy shit at all. <laughs> Great yeah. writer fucking insane human and probably a massive prick in real life but he, he seems exactly that but they but he's also written what watchman which is and v for vendetta who which are two of the greatest graphic novels ever written in my opinion and like a bunch of shit but yeah like a graphic novel like watchman's quite a long graphic novel most people are probably going to read like 50 pages then put it down for a bit they're going to yeah. read it for well, it's minutes. a three-hour movie in the cinema. Yeah, you don't yeah. really have that choice, and you're just watching this. You're just like getting pounded into the floor by sadness the yes, entire time. True. But I do it's think Zach has a tendency to glam up the sad moments as well. 
especially in his recent movies. Yeah, some that's like where he always leans because you're taking these ridiculous characters. Like moving away from Watchmen to Justice, you got a guy who can interact with fish. You got this kind of quirky teen who can run super fast. You got a guy who's mostly a robot. But yeah. he spends all his time focusing on the psychology of why Ben Affleck is sad. Mm. <laughs> like, and that's yeah, what I guess... this movie's going to be. It's going to be like, oh, cool, I'm half robot, but it was my dad's fault. Let's focus on yeah. that. <laughs> it's, it's true. Like, I guess I, I, I think that's good to a certain extent. Like the, because Marvel, there was also like crazy ass characters in Marvel, right? They're the, there's a guy who is like a hundred years old and he's been frozen in time. Right? So there, there's a guy who could literally crawl up walls. There's, there's a guy who is like half planet, you know, but they, they do, they find like the humor in it. They find the, the humanity in it, like, which I think is humor. Like I think finding humanity is like finding the funny, weird moments between, between that. And, and as it's going, I think, the Marvel comics as well, including actually, they actually find like the more human moments for their characters. I think DC has always been about gods. DC is like a different world about these crazy gods. And Marvel is your world. It's people just with like extraordinary abilities, right? And I think, yeah, the Marvel MCU has, which not, not, not just that their, their movies are much higher quality. It's they've, they focus on the character rather than the the plot, so say. Where I think the DC kind of does maybe focus a lot more on the plot side, and so like I think, I think it's half good. The way they approach the characters in Justice League was was half good because they tried to find I guess the more vulnerable moments, the sad moments, which are also important, but also find some like levity in it. Find find a way that the character has use some fun in it right so because people aren't people don't just majority of the time people don't just experience something and it's all fucking horrible they'll find like unless it's like depression but like or like someone dying or like family member dying it's that they'll go through something and they'll after a while they'll also they'll see the good in it they see, they see the humor in it as well as the somber moment so yes i'm I don't think they've, they've approached character very well in the majority of like DC EU, but also I think these I think the DC universe is actually going in a more positive direction now with like these standalone movies because they've been like I didn't Wonder Vision uh, Wonder Wonder Woman two was okay. Uh, oh no, that was a that was a mess. It was okay. The Joker <laughs> movie was really good, but the Joker movie was great. It was. Yeah, I guess uh, so, but that's. I also don't think that's that's not going to be unless they can convince Joaquin to come back, which he doesn't do sequels, mm. and by all accounts he doesn't want to. That's just a standalone movie. I don't even know if that's going to be part. I mean, yeah. the only way they can link it in is by having him inspire their actual Joker, sure, who at yeah. this time is uncast because yeah. Leto is apparently also not coming back. Yeah, and I don't think people want. And even I think they're in a bit. They are. They're in a bit of a. They're casting wise. They're in a bit of a mess. But I think storytelling wise, they're also in a bit of a mess because this really shows that they did the Justice League the wrong way around. Whereas Marvel had their phases, had their ideas. So we're going to get a Captain America movie. We're going to get a couple of uh, Iron Man yeah. movies. We get a couple of four movies in there. Yeah. So you Hulk. Look, 
you will know who Hulk is. Yeah. And things like that. And uh, and we're also going to introduce Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow Black as we go. And Samuel L. Jackson's here. Mm. So And yeah. then you're going to get your Avengers team up so that we don't need to do any storytelling in the Avengers movie. They're just, just going to beat ever, the shit out of each other. Knows, and know. then Aliens. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah did it. Avengers, by the way, fucking holds up. Avengers 1, great movie. Oh, yeah, it's but, a great yeah. movie because it's exactly what it needs to be. Here's the bad guy. Yeah. It's Loki. You know who he is, but he's bringing in a bigger evil, which are these aliens. Yeah. Let's see all your favourite characters fight yeah. across New York for oh. half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think the, the problem they had was trying to catch up to Marvel. They wanted like the big event movie, right? Really quickly, because all they had, they had Man of Steel, and then it was Batman versus Superman, and then it was Justice, and then uh, Wonder Wonder Woman came out before, I think, and then it was Justice League, right? Which is like, it didn't, uh, yeah, I Wonder we... Woman came first because it's the only good movie leading into <laughs> Justice League. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Man of Steel is okay. I've, I actually think I look at I kind of like Man of Steel. It's not great. I, I think Henry, Henry Cavill is the best part of Man of Steel, like hundred percent. I think he's a great Superman, and I want him to come back. Even though I'd, Superman is like one of my least favorite superheroes of all time, because I think most of the it's time he's so boring. boring. Yeah. He's just a bit plain. But um, Henry, I think Henry, Henry Cavill is great as him. He's like he's. It's an injustice not to bring him back a little bit. Um, but, yeah, so they tried to do it in a weird way. Uh, they didn't really focus that much on character. Also, I think sometimes DC characters are a little bit harder to find than, say, Marvel ones are. So, yeah, um, Justice League. We've talked about Justice League for fucking ages now. Justice League, I'm kind of somewhat excited about it. I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll both watch it, but... Let's talk. Let's talk Mortal Kombat for a bit, and then we're gonna to have to cut this podcast a little bit shorter this week than than usual. But we'll be back. We'll be back next time to do what we were actually supposed to do this podcast. Uh, yeah. But Mortal Kombat, like they tried to make a Mortal Kombat movie in the past. It wasn't it, great. It wasn't great. Made, along with the Street two. Fighter movie, which was terrible. I mean, oh, Street Fighter movie is fucking awful. That that <laughs> film is that film is hilariously bad. But Raul Mortal Julia. Kombat one. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 1 is actually not terrible. It's cheesy as fuck, but it's probably, like, the best... It's one of the best uh, video game movies we've ever had, for sure. It's, like... Mortal Kombat 2, Annihilation, is terrible. That movie best sucks video so game. One of the best video game movies they have. Yeah. yeah you're Mortal probably Kombat not wrong, actually, because there are pretty much no good video game movies. For sure. Yeah. Kind of a and, one um, in my head, but this. I yeah. mean, like Detective Pikachu was like kind of okay, but yeah. So a video game movie. I mean, it's based on Pokemon, right? Which is a video game. I mean, it was, it was a video game franchise before it was anything else. I don't know if I call it a video game movie though. Yeah, it's, it's been like a million years of the anime now. True, but yeah. Anyway, so Mortal Kombat is <laughs> Mortal Kombat is the trailer came out and I. I didn't really give a fuck about the Mortal Kombat movie at all. Like, I, I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. Uh, I was awesome at Mortal Kombat 9 and 10. No, no one could fucking beat me in those games. 11, not so much. Actually, I should probably play it again. But 
but um, 11, like I was, I'm all in on the law. I know like a lot of shit about the Mortal Kombat law, and this and this feels exactly right for the for the franchise because it's dumb. Sure, there's a lot of dumb stuff in it. Like the guy is like, oh, you've got a birthmark, which looks like a fucking dragon. Sure, but they, but they've also got that like, like really cool shit. You know, they've got the bit where where Sub Zero makes a dagger out of blood, which if any Mortal Kombat fans are listening, is definitely more of a Scarlet move than a Sub Zero move. But whatever, With Scarlet's not in this one. In this one, so and technically Sub Zero could totally do that. So. But they've got like cool stuff there. Could only control ice. Yeah, but you can also like freeze stuff, right? I'm pretty sure we can. Oh, freeze. so did he? Did he freeze some blood and then like mold it into a dagger? Yeah, I think so. That's ah, cool. okay. No, yeah. I'm on, I'm on board. Yeah. So, like, why don't if this yeah, it's it's going to be an action movie with like fucking four armed guys and people who can shoot fireballs. It's going to be a little bit weird. It's going to be like, a little bit hokey for sure. But just make it cool, make it fun yeah. and cool, and a little bit funny. Like, make make it a fun time. Just John Wick the shit out of it. Make, it should make honestly it... be like it should be an hour and forty five minutes. There mm. should be in total total runtime half hour of scenes that aren't fighting. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then it should yeah. be an hour yeah. and fifteen of yeah. just absolute gore. Like, we yeah. need fatalities. Yeah. Everywhere we need the they are doing fatalities. Like you definitely see in this movie, there are some fatalities you see in the trailer, or like parts of them, which is great. They should do it. Just have fun. I just hope they don't try and give like because with Mortal Kombat and from a from a film standpoint, what I'm about to say Mm. is probably wrong. Like from actual storytelling, but I think for a lot of the Mortal Kombat movie, there doesn't even need to be a reason why people are fighting. Yeah. Well, then, sure. no, like f- for film school 101, people might be going, no, no, because you need so the people are invested. No, just make the fight super gory, super fucking weird. I don't want to know why this forearm dude is beating up this guy who's mostly made of fire. <laughs> but I fucking want to see it. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it. Like, I somewhat agree with you, but I, I guess I want like a little bit because honestly. They did recently, they do a good job with the characters in the recent Mortal Kombat games. They actually spend some time, like the campaigns are like four or five hours long. They spend some time with some characters about them. Like Johnny Cage is the new sort of like face of the franchise with a new when it rebooted. And he's progressed so much in the last three games. Like he's become just a fucking womanizing jerk who loves himself. Into the Mortal Kombat 11, where he's like a very caring father and he's like, and he, and, he, and he just learns like a lot of stuff. Like, he learned, he, you see him learn a lot of stuff throughout. Like, I'm not even joking. He actually does do that. Like, he, he's had loads of character development in the last Let's three do this in the movie. At the start, yeah. let's make him a fucking jerk. And by the end, he's just a great dad. Yeah, might as well. But speaking of Johnny Cage, there's actually a cat. Johnny Cage is actually not in the movie. Like, he's not in the casting call. But the main character, in, who seems to be the protagonist in this, is a guy called. I don't know, I can't remember what his name is. But he's not a Mortal Kombat character. He's not in it. Like, he's, oh, he's okay. someone they invented for the film. With the guy with the dragon, like, birthmark. Sometimes that's smart, though. Because yeah. when you go too much into things that people are already super invested in, 
and don't take your own spin on things. That's generally where video game movies have fallen apart because they introduce yeah. like the character and then it's not the same that everyone has seen in the past like four or five uh, games, sometimes spanning like 20 years. So people are fucking in love with this character. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, yeah. so inventing your own thing. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. But also, I think maybe I have two predictions of this character. Either he turns out to be Johnny Cage in some way. Like, he'd be like, oh, my English name is Johnny Cage or some shit. And um, also, if he's not Johnny Cage, this guy is destined to die in the first hour of the movie. Do it. I just want yeah. to see Sub Zero fight Scorpion. Is is it Scorpion the other one? Yeah. Yeah. Sub Zero fight Scorpion. And I have it. Uh, actually, Scorpion, the guy who plays Scorpion, is really good casting. I can't remember the actor's name, but he's always he's so like intense in everything he does, and that's kind of what you need. And he's actually a good actor, and he's um he's been in a lot of stuff. Like I'm pretty sure like, I can't I don't know his name, but if I show you his face, you definitely recognize him from some films. Um, and it, yeah. He's, Scorpion is my favorite. Um, I almost said MCU character, Mortal Kombat <laughs> character, and um, that will be a fucking spin-off. Mortal Kombat versus MCU. Wow, oh, that's what we want. Anyway, um, so I actually think the casting is really good. I don't know, other than the guy who plays Scorpion, who I don't actually know his name. I don't. I don't recognize anybody. But from the trailer, they seem like they're decent. There are actors. They're they're going to do well. Yeah, I mean it's gonna it's gonna be a good movie. It just needs to be what it's supposed to be with with some of these things. They don't need to be. Uh, it doesn't need to be this kind of in depth, lots of speaking thing. People want to see people. No, play, so let's hope. Yeah, let's and hope I think that's exactly what it's gonna be. I think they they've got the source material right. They know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the last thing that uh, I think we should we should touch on today, since we've just been mentioning video game. Uh, movies so much is the Last of Us TV show coming mm. to HBO. Uh, is it early next year? I have no idea. To be honest, I, was, I can't remember. Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian himself, yeah. uh, is going to be playing the, Joel. The Viper. Mm. Yeah, I think we can both agree. Oh, great yeah, casting. I love Pedro Pascal. He's like he's great in everything he does. Uh, you ever watch Narcos? Narcos is a really good show. He's, he's like a main character in it. Obviously, he plays the, the, the Viper in Game of Thrones and the Mandalorian, which you don't really get to see him do much face stuff. But, you know, he's, he's a good voice actor and whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's going to be great. I think he's, yeah, he's going to be fantastic. And also, Game of Thrones alum as well. The person who's going to play uh, Ellie is... Ella Ramsey. Ella Ramsey, who, who played uh, Lady... Bear Island. She she was a character in Game of Thrones for like the last two three seasons. Who was always awesome when she turned up. She was like a fan favorite side character. Who was in maybe she was only like in maybe five episodes of the show, but she was great in all every single one of them. And she was like such a demanding presence. She was such like a badass, which I think you sort of need for Ellie because Ellie is not a leader of men. She's not like a queen, but she is. She is like feisty. She's very, she's kind of like demanding. She's like, look, if something doesn't go right, she's gonna stand up for it. Like it's some bullshit. She's gonna like fight for it. So I think she, I think it's good, a good choice because she's gonna have like the fire that Ellie needs. Ellie needs some. Ellie's an empathetic, nice person, but she also has a lot of um, 
a lot, lot, lot of motivation. If she, if some bullshit goes on, she's not going to be a weak person. She's not, she's not going to be a doorstep. She's not going to be uh, in any way. She's not going to let people step over. She's going to be like, "Fuck you, dude. This is what's going to happen." <laughs> so, I think it's a good choice. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's that's great. Yeah, uh, it's it is. I don't know if it's finished being written yet, but it we're going to get get it. I think it's Neil Druckmann and I can't yeah, remember yeah. the other guy's name who are writing. Yeah, I've no idea who the other person is, but it's Neil Druckmann, the person who actually created, who's been the director of the of the Last of Us games, who knows the characters like better than anyone else. Which I think, like, what I think, this is going to be good because he's involved. Because he, this is this is like his baby. The Last of Us is his thing, right? That that he birthed and made into the world. So he's going to work his fucking ass off for it. So that's going to be great. But as I say, guys, we did we did have a plan of what we were going to do this week, but we've not got around to it because there was just so much to catch up on. Yeah. Uh, but we'll 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 do it, and you won't know that it was the episode we had originally planned. So it's going to be sneaky, <laughs> sneaky, sneaky us. But thank you very much for listening, guys. To I guess this was film school. Sure. Making men go to film school and just talk yeah. through their motivations. <laughs> you can find the rest of Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore Opinions you can find me at Nathan Greenaway at the minute I'm counting down a list of the greatest songs ever made that's what my Twitter account has become so if you, want, right. to join, if you want to join me on that journey uh, I think I'm down to yeah. fourth uh, <laughs> at the minute I started at one so we what got that out uh, Love Story, Taylor's version oh of course yeah yeah there you go, the best song the best song ever made and uh, what else could you find me? Oh, I could talk football over at Project Dits. It's at Project D I T S every week or plus at a time. And you can find my other scripted comedy podcast, That Ain't Sport, at That Ain't Sport. Uh, episode one's already out. Episode two is coming March 5th. So uh, go, go check it out. But Ben, what have you got going on? Uh, I've got nothing going on, really. I've got some shit, in, as I always say, some shit in the work, some things that may appear uh i once had a web series called east meets west we we keep talking about making a new episode but we haven't done it for ages uh but um you can go find it on east meets west if you type that into youtube you should you find the free episodes that are already there you can find me on twitter at ben underscore ebert where i retweet some stuff occasionally and yeah that's where you can find me Great. Well, thank you very much for listening, guys. And we'll be back next week to, I guess, finish this podcast. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys.